Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Watermark Church Podcast. We're so excited you've decided to join us. Now let's dive into our series, Fresh. All right, guys, my nephew Jake, he just looks like he's made for the woods, right? <laughs> Everybody stand up this morning. I, um, I just want to let you know how we work. COVID's a little bit differently, but like right now we're working with the team um, through planning. Like I, I get my sermon series done usually like nine months to a year ahead of time, and I try to get presented to the team and we work through it. So some of the things like Fresh has been going on for a few months in my head. And the reason I want, I want to share this with you because what I, I have a folder on my desktop that says upcoming sermon series, like that had Fresh on there for months and months and months. And so I know where I'm going with it. So if I read something or something pops up, I put it in that folder. So when I open up that folder, it's that sermon series. A lot of people the last few weeks have been telling me, I just feel like you spoke to me. Can I just tell you this? That's what the Holy Spirit showed, told me to speak months ago. <laughs> the reason that's important, I, I think you got to know this. God knows you. God knows what you're going to, God's not surprised. He's not living in shock and awe. He knows what you are working through and going through. In the next few weeks, today I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to end this series with the Holy Spirit in a different way. But I, and then we're talking about prayer and Bible reading, which is all important for us. But this whole series about, listen, we need to not just be fresh, but stay fresh in our faith. I think sometimes we get bored and so I'm going to end this series with a handout that I'm going to give all you guys that every week is a step how you can stay fresh in your faith. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love that because there's so many promises. God's love is steadfast. That means it's not lacking or like you and I, it's not fickle. <laughs> You know, it just never changes. And then his mercies, when you look at the word new, it actually means also in translations different. That means if you every year for every day this year, all every day in January, you've had new and different mercies upon your life every day. You wake up with a fresh new mercy every single day. No matter what happens yesterday or the bad decisions or the attitude you had or the fight you had the night before or the, whatever you feel, today is a new day and a set of new mercies upon your life. Amen? And this is where we're at. And so every day is a fresh start. So we started the series by first we said we got to consecrate ourselves. Joshua, before they went to the promised land, says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow God's going to do What? Amazing things. Our job, listen, our job is not the amazing, that's his job. Our job is the consecration. Our job every day is decide going all in. I need to surrender. I need to put the chips in. I need to surrender my life. And that's my job. That prayer that says, Lord, every day, Lord, I go all in for you. Lord, I, I surrender my heart today. And then we, the next week we said we need to confess with our mouths, not just in our hearts, but with our mouths, one to another and to the Lord. It says, confess your sins one to another. And the prayers look like, like, look like this every morning. Lord, I, Lord, forgive me of blank. I think sometimes we just say token prayers and say, Lord, forgive me of everything. But listen, that's not good when you're dealing with your wife. 
You want to have a conversation. Why does this happen? And so when you confess your stuff, you really, it's like you want to name it out. You just say, Lord, forgive me, Lord, of, of this, of my thoughts. Forgive me of my bitterness. Forgive me of, you know what I'm saying, of the things that, you know what I'm saying, I need to be cleaned up. And then last week we talked about don't settle, to go to the promised land where, where Reuben and Gad settled on the other side of the promised land. They could see the promised land, but they did not live in the promises. Listen, you, some of you desperately need to hear this. And I said this, but I wish I would have clarified this even more last week. They lived in slavery, these tribes, for 400 years. They marched through the wilderness, I mean, for the desert for 40 years. These are, these are tribes that had cattle. And Reuben and Gad, they knew about the promises, but they got right before crossing the Jordan. They asked Moses, can we just stay here? You know why? Because it's the best they've ever had. They settled for the best they ever had, not the best that God ever had for them. That's what we need to hear. Because I hear this in relationships all the time and making quick decisions. Well, he or she's the best I've ever had. But it's the best that God has for you. This is, you know what I'm saying? So I think we need, to, we need to say this. And today, and so our prayer needs to be this. Lord, I'm going to be steadfast. Lord, I'm going to not settle until you say the promises are mine. I'm not going to give up. And then today we're going to talk about that we need to fill the void. Once you confess, consecrate, and once you decide not to surrender, and, I mean settle, you're saying, God, fill this up. Because we all need to be filled up. There's all of us. Once we let these things go, you always have a decision. Are you going to fill it with good things and great things or things that don't matter? So let's pray this morning. I just pray, Lord, fill me up this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts. Everybody just kind of lift your hands up like this. Just kind of open hand and Lord, I pray for every single person in this room with the hands up this morning. Lord, you are doing surgery on our hearts. I pray for that confession, the consecration. Help us not to settle. And I pray that people, even the people at home who are raising their hands, are filled up today to overflowing. I just pray in your own mind, just say, Lord, fill me up today. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Help me to receive all that you have for me today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you can turn to someone and say, I'm ready to be filled up, and then grab a seat, that would be awesome. We're gonna, listen, as we dive into this, we, um, as I was just saying, something better needs to fill the space. Space is created when something is emptied out. When you surrender, when you give, you, and what's happening is sometimes, I always give this analogy when I was in college. Listen, I was all about football. I'm saying this on Football Sunday, so it's pretty funny, but uh, I really put football on a pedestal. Like, nothing would, um, I'm a Bronco fan, so other Bronco fans in here, I love you. It's like made my heart happy. So, uh, but I put it on a pedestal. Listen, sometimes, it's not the evil things that detract us. Sometimes it's the good things. And I just spent so much time. I was just studying and all this stuff, and God challenged me to get back in the Word. And so I was challenged one semester to fast from football. 
in a, which was, you talk about fasting from food, that was hard, but fasting from football, and it was the year the Broncos went to the Super Bowl. Awful. Now, um, so the first game I watched that year was the Super Bowl, because it was the next year. How awesome is that? Um, so, but here's the deal. It wasn't the issue of football I had, it was the issue of football I had in my heart. I had to take that year to realize the place it's got a hold of me. Now, it's, and listen, I watch it now, but I, I didn't want to have a hold of me. And so, so what happens is sometimes we have to let certain things go, even when you let addictions go or relationships go. It creates a space, and the question is, what are you feeling that, filling that space with? What's coming inside? So whenever God calls us out of something, he will call you into something. He calls you into living. He calls you out of living a lifestyle into living a new lifestyle. He calls you out of bondage, like the Israelites, into living a life. And so that may look different. And so, so this is like amazing this coming. And I love this because Jesus talked about this. John 16, 7, Jesus told the disciples this. But it is actually best for you that I go away. Can you hear Jesus saying that to you? It's actually best for you if I leave you. And he goes, it's best because if I don't, the counselor or comforter won't come, referring to the Holy Spirit. And he says, if I go away, he will come because I will send him to you. So Jesus saying, listen, when I go, more amazing is coming. When I leave, and so the Holy Spirit has to come so that you can live a, a life like Jesus, so you can live more a life like him. And so, so, and I've been saying this for the last year through COVID, through political things, it's not what happens to us that's important all the time, it's what happens in us, what is happening inside of us. Uh, there's a lot of battles that we fight inside. And so as we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. And so you got the Father, God, you got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so as a youth pastor, of course, and we got these questions all the time, how do you even explain that? When we put it in our terms, it doesn't even make sense. And the only way you can do it is by sharing some examples. I heard a pastor tell me one time, it's like the sun in the sky. It's like the sun is God and the light is Jesus and the warmth of the Holy Spirit. I have it explained to me like water, that you have different, like H2O, you have different forms of, if it's cold, you got liquid, solid, and you got vapor. But no matter how you explain to it, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is not the third wheel. It's not just something. Uh, listen, it's something that it's part of the Trinity. And so I will say this, the reason I believe this sermon is important because of the culture that we live in and that we are in. You talk about everything this past year, um, we talk about things like, what's the truth? And can I tell you this, it's, uh, listen, if you have kids and there's a fight going on, it's pretty hard to know what the truth really is. Anybody here with me? I, listen, in our toxic environment that we live in, politically, economically. People say, I know the truth. And I go, okay. But can I just tell you, you know what we need to stand upon? The truth of the Lord. That's what we need to fight for. That's why we, that's why we read scripture. That's why. But it's interesting because we, have been, <clears throat> we also need to be led by the Spirit. And this is why in scripture it says, be full of truth and spirit. And so I... I, I because here's the deal, 
And this past year, my question for you is this. Have you been led more by the Spirit or more led by fear? And this is, this is a tricky one. Because before this year, if I were to ask you, do you live in fear? Most people are like, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. But there's a lot of things to be afraid of. So I'm just going to talk about a few things, and then we're going to continue this in a few more weeks. At the, after our birthday, we're going to end with more of the Holy Spirit. But today I want to talk about some of what the Holy Spirit is. One is this, the Holy Spirit develops us. This is a big deal. Because sometimes, I, it's not important, sometimes, like I said, what happens to us is what's happening in us. How are you being developed? How are you being changed? As they say, I've heard this before, don't let your gifts take you where your character can't keep you. It's interesting because you can have a Billy Graham calling, but you will only go as far as your character will keep you there. Listen, we got to be people of character, people who are being developed, people who are working. And the Holy Spirit not only gives gifts, but he also builds character. There's things. And so if you don't believe me, the fruit of the what? Fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians, it talks about, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Later on, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, but this is the fruits of the Spirit. It's interesting because he gives joy in times of trouble. He gives peace in the midst of the storm. He gives patience when we are fed up. He gives kindness when we don't deserve it. He gives us goodness when we want to be, do evil. He gives us faithfulness when we want to throw in the towel. He gives us gentleness when we want to give wrath, and he gives self-control when we lack self-discipline. Think about that. The Holy Spirit comes in and, 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 and develops us. The next one is this. We're going through this pretty fast. The Holy Spirit guides us. This is pretty awesome. I'm going to read this. It says, I'm convinced that our shortcomings in living the Christian life are often due to our, our inattention to the Holy Spirit's leading and prompting in our lives. We spend so much time looking on the outside of ourselves for answers when we can ask God to help us to do the work on the inside. The promptings of the Holy Spirit. You know, I, we have some good friends of ours who are big business people who don't live in this state, live in a different state. He tells me all the time, he goes, my business changed when I surrendered my company to the Lord. I started tithing my company, and I started listening to the Holy Spirit about business deals. Listen, it is something that, that prompting that happens within us. John 16, 13 through 14 says, Jesus says, But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will do what? Guide you into truth. He will glorify me because it is for, from me that he will receive what it makes known to you. This is Jesus saying this. He will guide you. Do you not know what... Do you want to know what Jesus is saying to you on your journey of life? Yes. Do you want to be able to hear God's voice? Then listen to what he's saying. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak truth into you. I remember when we got the hub and we had to do some restoration. By the way, if you haven't driven by the hub, make sure you drive. Half the siding on the hub is already up by an amazing donation. So just check it out. But 
Listen, I'm telling you, drive on the outside of the hub by the parking lot, it's all beautiful. Anyway, I remember when we first all wanted to restore the hub, we, I said, hey, let's give money, let's, let's, we got this amazing building, let's restore it. There was a girl named Sarah in our church at the time. She called me the next day. She was like, this could be crazy. But I feel like the Lord spoke to me and said, I need to call lumber companies and business companies and say if they would donate to our project. And I'm like, crazy. And she was, well, it's kind of crazy if I already did it. And so she was already making phone calls. And she's the one, we have wood floors in the hub because of her phone calls. And I'm saying it was that prompting of the Spirit, is that prompting. And so I believe, listen, I believe that God, Holy Spirit, directs our steps. Do you need advice for direction? Do you need advice? The Holy Spirit helps guide us and direct us. And I believe it's almost like an internal GPS. Like you have a GPS in your phone. If you take out your phone, open it up. This is pretty awesome. Take your phone and just hold up your GPS, whatever it is, and just say, we are here. This is pretty awesome. So we don't need to work through it. But it is like, I love this because you put, I don't know addresses. I don't know how to get places. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And you put this in there and some little person in your, in your, in your phone speaks to you. <laughs> it, it, did you know that there's little people working in your phone? This little person speaks to you. And I turn mine off. I don't want, it's a girl's voice. And I'm like, hey, I only listen to one woman in my life. And that's it. Just kidding. So. But I turn mine off, but I'm saying it speaks to you. But here's my favorite thing to do. Have you ever driven down the road and went someplace and on purpose missed your turn off? I know we can all say by accident, but when you do it on purpose, it's pretty fun because she keeps on telling you, reroute, 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 reroute. And what's awesome about it is that it gets you back on track. It's internally working inside, it gets you back on the right direction. Saying, hey, you missed this spot, let's go back, rerouting you, rerouting you. And I think this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit reroutes us daily. Daily. Not just when you're driving. I'm telling you, daily, you be waking, you going to bed. Today's Sunday, your team wins tonight. You're going to bed tomorrow morning. You're like, this is the best day. Wake up tomorrow morning. I ate too much wings and pizza, I don't feel good. And you already started rerouting your attitude. And the Holy Spirit, you go with the Holy Spirit, you say, fill me up today, reroute, reroute. It's interesting because we need to be rerouted every day. The quickening of the Holy Spirit in your ear. Having a fight with somebody, having a fight with your spouse, leaving and saying, Listen, I was right. They were wrong. And then you just feel that little unction in your heart saying, make it right. Can I just tell you a secret? The more you listen and respond to that small voice, the more you hear it. The more you ignore it, the more you don't hear it. The way you can hear it in a whisper, now listen to this. Elijah heard it in the cave in a whisper. You know why? Because it was quiet. You can hear whispers when they're quiet. You can hear it because you're still. But the Holy Spirit wants to reroute us. He will, the Holy Spirit will direct your steps through all the complicated paths. Next one is this. The Holy Spirit is here to convict us. 
When you move into a new house or a new apartment, the first thing you do is clean, right? You're like, man, I don't know what the previous people were like, but we're going to clean up their mess. I, they probably already cleaned it, but you want to make sure it's cleaned your way, right? You want a clean house. This is the same thing that happens when the Holy Spirit fills your life. You begin to say, when the Holy Spirit comes to take up residence in your life, it's like spring cleaning has arrived, Can I just say this? I just said the more you listen to it, the more you hear it. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to us about secret sins or stuff we want to deal with it, and we ignore it, and then we wonder why we don't hear the Lord, that is why. Because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us in so many, God wants to speak to us in so many ways, and when we want to deal with something that he wants us to deal with, we're literally putting our hands up and saying, not right now. John 16, 8 says this, and the New King James says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. Think about that. He will convict. We don't always know the things we have done. Sometimes we are ignorant. But listen, there's stuff to clean out. Anybody had a fish tank before? My kids have tried it. Fish died. We had a a fish funeral at our house one day. Dude, pretty cute, but pretty dumb. (laughs) Um, but listen, if you have ever had fish before, you know, if you, listen, if you don't clean out the tank and put fresh water in, the fish begin to live in toxic, dirty, waste water and cloudy. This is what happens when we don't clean out our lives. We start living in our own waste we don't see things as clearly. We, we, we don't, it's hard for us to make decisions. So let me repeat this. Develops us, guides us, convicts us, and then this is awesome, comforts us. The Holy Spirit comforts, which I think is really awesome because he just got done convicting you. Now he wants to comfort you of your conviction. That's pretty amazing that it says, not only do I want to do deep surgery, but I want to help you recover from your surgery. John 14, 16 through 17 says this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor or other word translation, comforter to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it is neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Counselor, which means an advocate or a helper. Listen, we all need a counselor. Maybe you're visiting a real counselor, that's good. But we all need the Holy Spirit as a counselor and a comforter. I heard a quote many years ago. It says, I have come to comfort the afflicted and the afflict the comfortable. Evangelist said that one time many years ago. I think that's true. The Holy Spirit comes to, you know, I'm saying if we get too comfortable to convict us of that, but if we feel too afflicted to comfort our affliction. So we need this. It's interesting because the word comfort is to give strength and hope and to cheer. And so, listen, we all at times need comfort. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort. Um, And I don't think this is talked about enough. Because what begins to happen is when you're in pain and misery, you usually go to somebody else. Which is fine. Listen, it's good. We need other people in our lives. But I think the first step would be to go to the Lord who gives us the Holy Spirit to comfort us in our time of need. 
remember being in the hospital with Jane with our, one of our first operations with Sully. And guess what? The Holy Spirit spoke to us about words of truth that we needed that morning. A lot of people could have said things to us, but nothing would have given us more comfort than the words that he spoke to us that morning. It's like amazing because the pain in your trials, it's like a, you need the Holy Spirit to comfort us. It's like, it's like a comforter on your bed just wraps you around. How amazing to think that no matter what we go through, the most powerful source of comfort we could have is something that lives inside of us. And the next one, last one, and we're not going to go into this one because I'm going to spend a week talking about this in a few more weeks, is the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work of the ministry, gives us gifts. You guys know that there's people in here who have dreams. There's people in here that have prophetic. There's people in our church who have the gift of healing. They don't even know it. There's people in here that have things that God, there's, and, and so we're just going to work through that, but I believe God is at work in all of us in new ways. Acts 1.8 says, you'll receive power and the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness. Think about that. With the Holy Spirit's help, you will be the witness to the Lord. But today, I think even as we get there, we need to talk about being filled. And so, it's hard to explain this, so I'm a, anybody else a visual person? Is, am I just, is it just me? I'm, I'm pretty visual, and so it's amazing how so many things happen. Just today, I went and bought Marissa her balloons, healing balloons at Cub Foods, and it's negative 22 degrees outside, and guess what happens as soon as I got outside? They all just went, Pfft. and I was like, what a waste of money. <laughs> and then I got in a warm place, and they all went back and inflated again. And I'm like, what a great picture of us. Isn't that a good picture of us? That in one environment, we feel full. In another environment, we feel deflated. I got to my car this morning, and my tower was empty. You know why? Not because there's a nail in it, because of the pressure of what's going on outside with the temperature. It's interesting how we look at this. And, um, and so, it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to pour some water here. Um, the, the cup represents... Um, us. And so the, in Scripture, it talks about the vessel, that we are this vessel. Um, the water I pour represents the Spirit. And so God filling us with this Holy Spirit. And so it's amazing how you have um, these things, and so the Lord fills us up with. And, but what begins to happen is this, is that there's at times when you give your life to the Lord, I mean, this is some I need a water anyway, so this is perfect illustration. You, you need to be filled, but with, when, you give your, when you consecrate, when you confess, when you go to the Lord and you ask for forgiveness, and you say, Lord, fill me up, Holy Spirit, fill me up. And, and, you, and we talk about water baptism, cleans us out, and you do the same thing, and all of a sudden we get filled up, you know what I'm saying, and it even overflows, which is amazing. But we all live in the sinful world. And so what happens is something happens at job or at work and you get bitter. And so I have lemon juice to represent bitterness. And so you spray a little bit of lemon juice, a couple of drops of lemon juice, spraying it in there, nasty stuff. And then this bitterness of something you feel like you deserve or you didn't get or somebody treated you wrong creeps in. I'm telling you, a lot of Christians live in bitterness. And I'm like, that is not the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you look like water. Maybe you look like you are a person who, 
I have a lot of faith. But maybe you're self-righteous. Maybe you think of yourself better than somebody else. Or maybe you have it all together. You don't need help. And you're like this vinegar that you look good, but you smell terrible. I hate vinegar. This is like the worst. And then... Maybe like, or maybe for you, maybe you just have anger. Now listen, I'm not saying sins and anger. I mean, anger is sin. But I'm saying what is like, it's a secondary emotion. So what causes that is usually some form or something. And so we got this Louisiana hot sauce and we just start putting in here. So now it's full of bitterness, anger, and smelly self-righteousness. And then, and maybe... Maybe for you, it's money. Maybe money's a huge issue, or having things, or greed. Maybe it's you're green with envy, and so a little food coloring in there makes it all up. Then, oh, oh, I got food coloring in my hand, babe. So, or maybe, listen, maybe this. I would pull up my shirt, but I can't. So, maybe this, the best smell in the world is vanilla. The worst taste, though. Maybe it's like you. Everything seems great. But that's something's not right. And so you have that. And so, so then we look at our lives and we go, this. And this is how we're living. And you're thinking, so that means every new thing you hear, you're already, you're already here. And now you're spiked a level. Now you're dealing with this stuff. Or maybe one of your kids reacts or acts out, or maybe your temptation by, and listen, I can pour beer in here and we talk about addictions and compromising and everything else being out, you know what I'm saying, getting drunk. Listen, whatever it is, we're all dealing with stuff. And then we go, we try to, listen, then we were like this, and we're trying to reach our people, our friends who need to know Jesus, and we look a lot like them. And we act a lot like them. Listen, we have attitudes like this. And when we say, we go to the Lord and we say, well, I'm supposed to be living differently. I'm supposed to be, listen, I'm not, you're not called to be, the church is for imperfect people to find a perfect God. Amen? I'm not advocating perfection, but I am saying, listen, there's something to be said about we need the Holy Spirit to fill us. Here's what's awesome about this. Can I get the band up here for a second? We're going to end with this. Ephesians 5, Paul says this, that you are being, not just filled, that you are continually being filled. Listen, I believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to fill us up in new ways, but I also believe that just like my tire, just like those balloons, we leak. The air comes out. Attitudes come in. And our pressure goes out. And so every single morning, not only do you need to consecrate and confess, not only do you need to read your word and get and pray, here's what you need to do. You need to say, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me up today. Before I come up here and preach, you know what I'm saying? It's not my party, it's yours. Fill me up today. As I go to work and I don't want to go, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me today so I can... Love people the way you've called me to love people. And here's what begins to happen. The more you are filled up, here's what's awesome. The cleaner and cleaner 
the water gets. It's not perfect. But think about this. It's cleaner. And you say, God, fill me up today. You're like, not enough. And what's awesome about this is this. I have more water. (laughs) And then you say, God, fill me up. And not only that, you say, I'm going on a mission trip. You know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to lead a life group. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to serve. Lord, I want to work in nursery. I want to work with youth kids. I want to do whatever. And what begins to happen, you say, God, fill me up because I can't do it on my own strength. And what happens is not only are you filled, but you begin to overflow into other people's lives. Overflow. And eventually it's like, God, fill me up today of anger. Fill me up today. Now look at this. probably drink this. Let's try. A little vinegar. That's okay. But you get this? This is what you could have. This is what the Lord wants to do in us. You know why people say, well, whether you're at home or at church, this is what we need every single day. This is why it's good to come to church. Listen to worship, God, fill me up. This is what we need to do. Everybody stand up this morning. There's two prayers today. One is salvation. I believe you need to make some things right with the Lord. And the other one is filled up. In a second, I'm going to ask if anybody wants to come down. Listen, if you want to separate yourself six feet, that's totally fine. But I do believe the altar, in the Old Testament, the altars were places where things die. Things go to the altar to die. That's where consecration, guess what Joshua did before they went into the promised land? They made an altar and says, before we go to the other side, we got to let some things die. And that's what that conviction is. That's what that stuff is. So everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord. Maybe you've never had a relationship with him. Maybe you've never given your life to him. Maybe you've never fully, truly surrendered. No one's looking around. If that's you this morning, you need to make that decision. I just want you to raise your hand. Don't be afraid. See it. See it. It's awesome. Love it. Love it. Make it right. Anybody else this morning? It's awesome. I know not everybody's raising their hand, but there is somebody. And I want everybody to say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to confess. Help me to make it right. Help me to know your love. Thank you for dying for me. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me look up here. If you raise your hand, I want, we have some, I want to talk with you, pray with you. Everybody else, this is my challenge for you this morning. I don't want you to leave this place until you're filled up. We're going to end with some worship. Listen, if you feel safer in your seat, that's fine. We even, I even told a few staff members or people, if you, want, if you come forward to pray, if you want us to pray over you, we will. Um, but listen, I believe that we need to Say this, and here's, my, here's what I need you to do. I just need to, I need you to start praying. You just need to say this. Lord, show me.
Holy Spirit, fill me up this morning. I have some stuff in here. Convict me of things. I need comfort. And just learn to confess and surrender and have God, Holy Spirit, fill you up. Amen. You guys on track with me? And so let's find a spot this morning. Step out. If you want to find a spot down here, if you want to, listen, separate yourselves out. But as a, even before the music plays, let's just find a spot this morning and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up this morning. Go ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today here at Watermark Church. If you have any questions or want to learn more, you can visit us at www.stillwatermark.com. Thank you.